a spectacular play turned in by Bellinger. A remarkable catch by oh, Mookie Betts. For Taylor, who makes a diving catch. And I ain't even need to have You got this right here. Put the work in. Put the work in. Five all the left. And deep. And the This, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Your pregame look at the L.A. Dodgers as we take you to first pitch. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck is presented by Chevrolet. By New Roads. UCLA Health. Keeping you on top of your game. Children's Hospital L.A. From colds to cancer, we got this. The second eye-popping play. Wow. WSS. For all your footwear needs. Proud partner of the Dodgers. Shakey's Pizza. Get more meal for your deal at Shakey's today. And by your SoCal Toyota dealers. We make it easy. Now your host for Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. How do you not love him? Tim Cates. Hi, everybody, and welcome in to Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Hope you are well on this Sunday afternoon. Your Los Angeles Dodgers. 95 and 43 on the season. Best record in baseball. First place atop the National League West. The magic number to clinch the division is down to four. After splitting the first two games of this series, today the rubber game in San Diego. Andrew Heaney goes for the Dodgers. Joe Musgrove on the mound for the Padres. First pitch from Petco Park is coming up at 110. Coming up over the next hour here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. we got a lot to get to. We're going to hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts, get his pregame thoughts. We'll preview this pitching matchup. In 30 minutes, your chance to play the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game Contest. David Vasse will go one-on-one with Clayton Kershaw. We'll check in with DV on this pregame show, and shortly we'll hear from Freddie Freeman, who had a big night last night. For the Dodgers, in just a couple of minutes, we'll send it out to the booth at Petco Park with Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner. Well, last night, Urias was really good, and the Dodgers doubled up the Padres for the win. Julio Urias, one of the best pitchers in baseball all season long. He was on full display last night. The Dodger left-hander, seven strong innings. He allowed just two runs on only five hits while striking out five along the way. Sometimes Julio doesn't get the run support he deserves, but last night he did. In the top of the third, Freddie Freeman got the Dodgers on the board with an RBI single. Dodgers took the one nothing lead. In the bottom of the inning, though, Manny Machado got the best of Urias, a solo home run. That tied the game at one. In the fifth, the Dodgers busted it open. They loaded the bases. Nobody out for Trey Turner. Snell set and delivers. Swing and a fly ball into left center field. That's going to clear the bases. Rolling the wall. In to score is Thompson. Here comes Barnes, and right behind him is Betts. A three-run double for Trey Turner, and the Dodgers take a 4-1 to lead. Base is clearing double for Trey. RBI's 92, 93, and 94 on the season. Dodgers up 4-1. to How about the very next batter? Freddie Freeman. One and two, Trey Turner leading off second. Snell to Freeman. Line drive, left field, fair ball, base hit. Turner comes in to score. Freeman's on his way to second, and he's got another double. He's three for three. That's his 45th two-base hit of the year, and that's the most in the majors. Freddie Freeman.
RBI double for Freddie, 88th run batted in, Dodgers up 5-1. to one. In the bottom of the sixth, Manny Machado would get after Urias again, but only a solo home run. Dodgers lead was 5-2. to two. In the top of the seventh, the Dodgers with some big insurance runs. Trey Turner walk with one out. That brought up, guess who, Freddie Freeman. Dodgers and Padres wrap it up tomorrow. We'll be right back with you at noon for the pregame, 1-10 first pitch. And there's a shot to center field. The Zokar going back, 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 gone! Freddie Freeman, four for four. A two-run shot. And the Dodgers lead seven to two. Is there anybody on this planet playing baseball any hotter than Freddie Freeman? That home run traveled 407 feet. Two-run home run for Freddie, his 19th of the season, his third and fourth RBI of the game. Dodgers up 7-2, to two, and they weren't done. Three batters later, Chris Taylor, an RBI single. Hopefully he can get going. Dodgers with an 8-2 to two lead. Julio Diaz went the seven innings. He turned it over to Phil Bickford, who pitched a scoreless eighth. Heath Hembury got the ninth. Ended up giving up two runs, but that was it. Dodgers go on and beat the Padres last night, 8-4 to the final. Julio Olias, the win, his 16th of the season. His ERA now 2.30, the lowest in the National League. Freddie Freeman drove in four runs. He and Trey Turner combined to drive in seven of the Dodgers' eight runs. With the win, the Dodgers now 95-43 and on this season. Their magic number to clinch the division is down to four. Today, the rubber game of this three-game series in San Diego and the chance for the Dodgers to get that magic number even lower. Andrew Heaney on the mound. First pitch coming up at 110. And with more, let's head out to Petco Park as we say hello to Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner. Guys. All right, Tim, the sun is back on this Sunday afternoon in San Diego. Of course, we had rain showers on Friday night, and yesterday was kind of meh, but today it's a beautiful day. And the Dodgers' magic number is now down to four with 24 games left in the regular season. A win today by the Dodgers. They will be the first team in the postseason to absolutely clinch. If the Dodgers win or the Brewers lose, the Dodgers are in. No matter what, the magic number is down to four. And last night, Mo, the Dodgers found their hitting shoes again. Eight runs and 11 hits. And how about the performance of Trey Turner and Freddie Freeman? Turner had two hits, three runs scored, three RBIs. Freddie Freeman went four for five and knocked in four. Freddie Freeman had a wonderful series in one night. I mean, he hit everything, and he hit everything in opposite directions. He went to left field. He went to right field. Hit the home run to center field. Uh, He actually popped out. He made it out. He's human in the ninth inning. Made it out right there, but for the Dodgers, locked up that 8-4 to victory. And as you mentioned, that magic number just continues to go down and down and down. And maybe, um, you know, it's in sight of the horizon of actually clenching it and kind of moving on. 11-4 and four is their record against the Padres this season, and they're hoping for a much better outing from Andrew Heaney in today's action than what we saw last time he was on the mound, where he's a little bit rugged, as was Joe Musgrave, his last outing um, in the, uh, the start that he had for San Diego. Dodgers are looking for their eighth consecutive series win over the Padres. They've won 21 of their last 24 against San Diego, outscoring them 140 to 61. This year, 11-4, and and the Dodgers have outscored them 89-39. to So much for the rivalry. And, but the Dodgers right now, again, the magic number is four. Win today, they get it down to two. And so, by all indications, it's going to happen early this week. 
in Arizona. Of course, the young Diamondbacks will have something to say about that, too. Yeah, and another uh, addition, if we will, in the lineup today is that Max Muncy missed a couple of games with uh, kind of a, a cranky knee. Well, he'll serve as a designated hitter and bat in the number five spot. The other good uh, update, I think, is Chris Taylor, who is in there again this afternoon. And for Taylor... He will be at second base because Chris Taylor, who's had difficulty in making contact, did not have difficulty last night. He went two for four, hit the ball very well, took some very good swings, knocked in a run on top of it, and that's the good news because, as we mentioned yesterday in the pregame show, beginning to run out of time for some guys that had difficulty making contact. Taylor did that last night, back in there again today. Dodgers, of course, won 106 last year. That's the team record going back to Brooklyn through L.A. All they have to do is go 12-12 and 12 over the final 24. They'll reach 107, and that would be the greatest season the Dodger franchise has ever had. So it's going to be Andrew Heaney, Joe Musgrove tonight's pitchers, or at least this afternoon's pitchers, and we'll detail that pitching matchup later on in the hour. All right, thank you, Charlie. We're off and running here on Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Coming up, we'll hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts, get his pregame thoughts. David Vaste will go one-on-one with Clayton Kershaw. We'll check in with DV, of course. We'll break down this pitching matchup. Your chance to win season passes and eat six flags, the wicked good play of the game contest. But up next, we'll hear from the man of the night last night, Freddie Freeman. Oh, what a night he had. Four for five, a double, a home run, and four ribbies. We'll hear from the Dodger first baseman when we come back as we lead you up to first pitch from San Diego on this Sunday. Thanks for being with us. I'm Tim Cates. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Dodgers on deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Padres on this Sunday afternoon. Andrew Heaney and Joe Musgrove. The pitching matchup, first pitch from San Diego, is coming up at 110. After the game, the Dodgers will head to the desert for a three-game series with the Arizona Diamondbacks. That's the soonest they can clinch the division, even with a win today. Since the beginning of last season, Dodger fans, the Dodgers are 201-99. and That's 201 wins and 99 losses. They're the first team in baseball with 200-plus wins over a 300-game span within two seasons since the Baltimore Orioles did it back in 1969 and 1970. Just kind of putting this season in perspective as far as what this Dodgers team is doing. All right, first pitch coming up at 110. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Cards for Kids, your trusted charity for car donations. Also accepts donations for boats, RVs, motorcycles, and real estate. Call today at 877-CARS-FOR-KIDS or go online at carsforkids.org. That's cars with a K. Dodgers got the win last night. Julio Rios got it done on the mound. Freddie Freeman, what a night. Four for five, a double, a home run, drove in four runs. And after the game, talk with our own David Vasse. We're back at the altar of hitting with Freddie Freeman. I thought you said he didn't get enough sleep last night. Might not have to get enough sleep again, huh? Uh, No, today was a good day. Just a good Dodger win. You drove in Trey Turner three times with your four hits. How fun is it to be behind him now and have him let the wheels run? Yeah, it's uh, it's fun playing behind Trey. Um, It's nice to see him get some huge hits for us, get the faces clearing double. Uh, He's been doing it all year, and it's good I was just happy to knock him in, too. It feels like what you talked about before the game, your base swing against Blake Snell, it worked, and then all of a sudden in the seventh, you blew this game open. Yeah, you know, like I told you before the game, I'm not trying to do damage against the lefties. I'm just trying to get on base with the righties, do the damage. Trey did the damage. You know, Chris Taylor got a big hit, too. So 
And then once the righty came in, I was able to get a changeup and put a good swing on it. All right, Freddie, thanks a lot for the time. And uh, no roll away tonight. That seems to be the magic. <laughs> we'll try it again. Huh? All right, thanks. I'll see you tomorrow. All right, there he is, the man, Freddie Freeman. All right, thank you, Freddie. Thank you, David. Coming up here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We'll dive deeper into this Sunday pitching matchup. We'll hear from Clayton Kershaw. But up next, we'll get you an injury report, and we'll check in with Dodger manager Dave Roberts, get his pregame thoughts. It's the Dodgers and Padres on this September 11th. First pitch from San Diego is coming up at 110. I'm Tim Cates. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Padres on this Sunday afternoon. Andrew Heaney, Joe Musgrove, the pitching matchup. First pitch set for 110. The L.A. Dodgers injury report. Brought to you by UCLA Health. The official medical partner, the Los Angeles Dodgers, Blake Trinan on the IL with the right shoulder tightness. David Vassay's got more on Blake, who spoke to the media just a little bit earlier. Max Muncy back in the lineup as a designated hitter after missing a couple of days after a quarter zone shot. David Price on the IL. Tony Gonson working his way back. David Vassay's got more on what he did today in the bullpen. Yancy Almonte, Bruce Dargraderall, three relievers on rehab assignment. Tommy Canley, Victor Gonzalez, and Danny Duffy all in AAA Oklahoma City. Let's not find out more from the Dodger skipper. Anything else for Dave? Dave, do you think... Other questions for Dave. Dave, can you just describe... Dave, can you talk about the pressure? In the dugout with Dave Roberts. I, I think that Andrew's just got to continue to make good pitches. Um, you know, with the beard or without the beard, he's got to go out there and sequence well and uh, make good pitches. And, and if he does that, then he'll be successful. If you win today, you clinch a playoff berth. How much do you acknowledge that with your team if that happens today? Um... It's going to be acknowledgement. Uh, it's not going to be a celebration. Um, it's something that I definitely feel should be acknowledged. It's it's a it's an accomplishment. Um, so we got a lot of work to do, but let's hope we have that opportunity tonight. Have you been happy with the balance of your players? I know you're looking at the macro and the here and now, but are you happy with the way the players are approaching every game? I am. I am. I, I think that I could poke holes in essentially every game. Um, but I can't um, poke holes in how we prepare and how we go about trying to win every game each day. So that's something that is most important and, and uh, something really excited about. Gavin Lux the last couple of days is moving around and twisting his neck a little bit more. Is there any change as far as when you may see him in the lineup? Yeah, there's been an uptick, which has been great. Um, Gavin is chomping at the bit. Um, the range of motion is good. He's been running around, taking swings, took some more swings today in the cage. It felt really good um, throwing, catching some grounders. So I think the plan is when we go to Arizona, uh, which will be going taking a flight tonight, uh, either Tuesday or Tuesday and Wednesday, he'll take some at-bats at CBR. So that'll get him some live at-bats. And then hopefully, uh, and I said it before, that he's probably not going to be alive for that uh San Francisco series, but it looks very promising now that at some point in that series uh, we can get him in a game. All right, that is certainly good news. Down the dugout with Dave Roberts, brought to you by Alignment Health. Get the freedom you deserve with Alignment Health Plan's AVA PPO plan. Visit alignmenthealthplan.com today. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll check in with David Vasse. So we lead you up to first pitch on this Sunday. Dodgers and Padres. I'm Tim Cates, this is Los Angeles Dodgers. Audio Network. 
This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. What a home run! On your home for the blue all season long. Looking to sell your junk car? Jose Mora here. Pick your party. Southern California's leading car buyer paying top dollar for your vehicle today. Call 800-962-CARS and let Pick Your Part hit a home run for you. It's the Dodgers and Padres on this Sunday afternoon. Andrew Heaney and Joe Musgrove, the pitching matchup in this series finale. First pitch from Petco Park coming up at 110. Joining Tim Cates on Dodgers on deck. I accept everybody for who they are. This is Dodger Insider. David Bassett. All right, David, yesterday the Dodgers placed Blake Trinan on the IL with the shoulder soreness. What's the latest for the Dodger reliever? Well, number one, Dave Roberts explained this, and it makes a lot of sense. Blake Trinan explained it to us uh, earlier this morning as well. Uh, His season is not over. He just can't pitch for right now, and the Dodgers have not used him since Monday. So they need an arm that they can use in a game, and that's why Andre Jackson was called up yesterday while Trinan tries to get this soreness out of his right arm. And there's a possibility that Andre Jackson, if he's not used today, may start tomorrow in Arizona to give this rotation an extra day's rest because Ryan Pepio was sent back down. So that's the play for the Dodgers. As far as training goes, he did play catch again today from the same distance as we saw him yesterday, and he seemed a lot more encouraged by the way his arm responded. It's kind of been a trend that we've had where, you know, I go from regular catch play, get some soreness, taper back down to feeling normal, increase the intensity workload. Same thing happens, get back to normal. And so coming back to the big leagues, we're assuming kind of like the whole idea was increasing the workload and intensity. Not that I was throwing any different than I was in the minors, but, you know, there's just a level of intensity that apparently you just can't simulate. And I'm not a big believer in that, but, you know, apparently it's a thing. And um, I've just got some soreness and muscles, and it might as well take the time to calm it down because the capsule feels great. It's not anything that it was before. It's just the muscles around it now that are having to work again. Yeah. Uh, and in more of a heightened environment, if you will. So, um, yeah, I mean, today felt really good playing catch. Um, it's gotten better over the last three days, so um, I think it's just continue to do acts as if I wasn't on the DL, but, you know, they have they have to be, well, they don't have to be. They're choosing to be cautious, and I appreciate that. And that was Blake Trinan at around 11 a.m. today, Tim. So that was really encouraging to hear him say that there is no structural damage to that right capsule in his shoulder. It's just the muscles exercised in a different way. And it's great to hear him say he's going to continue to throw as if he wasn't on the injured list. And hopefully it continues to respond because he is a big piece to the puzzle for the Dodger bullpen in October. Yeah, that is certainly great news to hear on Blake Trinan. Dave, how about Tony Gonsolin? More positive news? Well, we'll find out maybe after the game because uh, Tony Gonsolin just completed a bullpen session, and it was a short one. So we'll see whether or not the right forearm had any soreness after this bullpen session. He had told me the first day in San Diego that he was really encouraged because coming here down south, there was uh, there was no soreness in that right forearm. So we'll find out more from Tony later today on how he felt after that bullpen session. Dave is brought to you by Ford now during the Ford Summer Supercharged Sales Event. Rev up your summer with great offers on select Ford vehicles. You'll not only bring the fun this summer, you'll supercharge it. Visit your local Southern California Ford dealer to learn more. Dave, what's the latest on Freddie Freeman and his sleeping? Yeah, as you heard uh, Rick Monday and I talk about... uh 
The sleeping is bad, which is good for the Dodgers. As you heard yesterday on the pregame show, uh, they did not get a rollaway bed for their oldest son, Charlie. So Charlie had to sleep with the parents, and Freddie did not get a lot of good night's sleep. And he goes out and hits a home run and collects four hits. So I asked him when he came out to do his normal work with Dino Ebel how he slept last night, and he said worse than the night before. So I said that's a great sign for the Dodgers. So maybe look for a big day from Freddie Freeman with bad sleep last night. Let's hope so. All right, Major League Baseball next year going to implement a couple of new rule changes, Dave. And I know you know you're you're kind of talking to people on different teams and getting the reaction as far as what's coming in 2023. Yeah, and I actually uh, caught up with you, Darvish, former Dodger now at the Padres, who may be the poster child as far as starting pitchers go for taking a very long time to deliver the baseball. And he told me, and he acknowledged the fact that, yeah, I take a long time to deliver the baseball. It's going to be an adjustment for me next year to be able to deliver the baseball in the allotted amount of time, but he's confident during the offseason and spring training that he'll be able to adjust. So I guess the first step in fixing a problem is acknowledging it, and he certainly uh, did not shy away from the fact that he's one of the guys that does take a long time. But you'll hear from Clayton Kershaw in just a little bit, Tim. He's not too happy with these rules changes. All right. Dave, uh, on the injury front, one more update. Gavin Lux not in the lineup, but good to see Max Muncy is in the lineup. As the DH, the left knee is not going to be a lingering problem. Also, Gavin Lux may play in San Francisco on the last leg of this road trip. He's swinging the bat again. He's moving around on the field. And speaking on the field, Tim, earlier today we saw Dustin May taking ground balls at third base. He's had a couple of mishaps fielding his position, so he was out here taking ground balls, trying to be better, and Tyler Anderson joined him as well. That is good news, Dave. All right, appreciate it. We'll check back in with you in just a couple of minutes. Dodger fans, I need three contestants because it's time for the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game Contest. 866-987-2570. You know how it works. You predict the player in the inning, the Wicked Good Play will happen. And if you're correct, you're going to win season tickets to Six Flags Magic Mount where Fright Fest is underway. 866-987-2570. It's the Dodgers and Padres on this Sunday afternoon. First pitch from Petco Park to 110. I'm Tim Cates of Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck on the official home of LA Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Padres wrapping up this three-game series from Petco Park. Andrew Heaney, Joe Musgrove, the pitching matchup. First pitch set for 110. This <laughs> is the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game. All right, we have our three contestants ready to go. Lou, you are first up. Lou, what is your guess? Mookie Betts in the ninth. Mookie Betts in the ninth inning. All right, good luck to you, Lou. Mateo is our second contestant on this Sunday. Mateo, welcome. What's your guess? Uh, Freddie Freeman in the fifth. Freddie Freeman in the fifth inning. All right, good luck to you, Mateo. Eileen, come on, Eileen. You're our third contestant. I'm I'm going with Trace Thompson in the fifth. Trace Thompson in the fifth inning. All right, good luck to you, Eileen, Mateo, and Lou. Our three contestants in the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game Contest. A world of fear awaits at Six Flags Magic Mountains Fright Fest. Select nights through Halloween with 14 terrifying haunted houses and dare to enter scare zones. Visit SixFlags.com for spooky details on tickets and passes. All right, the final few weeks of the season, the push for the postseason is on. The Dodgers Road to Blue October. 
The Dodgers' best record in baseball in 95-43. and 43. They have the number one seed in the National League playoff race. The New York Mets have retaken the Atlanta Braves, a half-game lead in the division. Those two teams, I imagine, are going to go back and forth in the final three weeks in the NL East. So at the moment, the Mets are the number two team in the National League. The St. Louis Cardinals in the Central have an eight-game lead over the Brewers. They're the number three seed. As for the three wild-card spots at the moment, it's the New York Mets, who are a half-game, or make that the Braves, who are a half-game back of the Mets. The Phillies have a half-game lead over the Padres. And the Padres are the third wildcard team. Don't forget about the Milwaukee Brewers. They're still alive, just three games back in the wildcard race. The Dodgers are driving towards a blue October, just like Californians are to beat COVID-19. Let's continue to stay healthy and strong. Get boosted. Visit myturn.ca.gov to find a booster near you. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll check in with Rick Monday. As we lead you up to first pitch, Dodgers and the Padres. First pitch set for 110. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. Dodgers on Deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Padres wrap up this three-game set from San Diego. Andrew Heaney, Joe Musgrove, the pitching matchup. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Shakey's Home, the original pizza, chicken, and mojos. The triple play of flavor on game night. Feed the group for about 10 bucks a person only at Shakey's. Still to come, we'll hear from Clayton Kershaw. We'll dive deeper to this pitching matchup. But first... And now, joined by David Massey, here's L.A. Dodgers broadcaster and World Series champion Dodger, Rick Monday. Rick, the Dodgers and Padres are closing out this three-game series, and it's hard to talk baseball without remembering everybody from 9-11 and what that day meant to all of us. Well, it, it meant a lot to um, each and every one of us, and still does from that uh, from that standpoint. And, uh, you know, we, we think that we're kind of immune in this country. We were not so many years ago, but um, it's the old line is that uh, we don't forget, and we have to move forward. If anything that we learned, David, is that we need to go arm in arm a little bit more as we uh, as we venture through life, and if anything else, I think that got us uh, closer together. I, I don't know if we have remained closer uh, together. I hope that is the uh, I hope that's the uh, the theme song. Uh, maybe we've gotten a little bit closer uh, in our own ways, um, more isolated with uh, the COVID that we've gone through as well. But uh, 9/11, uh, we remember. And uh, it, it touched each and every one of us. Rick, you were at Dodger Stadium for the first game after 9-11, and you were there when Vince Scully addressed the crowd at Dodger Stadium. The one part that continues to resonate with me is how he phrased it perfectly and said baseball brushes itself off. Yeah, uh, well, Vinny always phrased it perfectly. Uh, there, there has been so much emotion, and I think if you look at baseball, I think baseball over the years has been a, uh, a a wonderful shoehorn, if you will, back uh, into reality. Um, it, it has been um, a release for a lot of us, and, and this game kind of uh, plays large, especially after you have a disaster like that that, uh, that touched not only our nation, it really touched the world. No doubt. And we have baseball today. They will have a pregame ceremony, obviously, uh, for uh, the memory of those lost during 9-11 and the first responders. But, Rick, as far as baseball goes tonight uh, or today, Andrew Heaney uh, has given up a lot of home runs. He shaved his beard. I'm not sure if that's going to help or not. Going the more streamlined <laughs> yeah. matter. Maybe, well, maybe that will uh, you know get the fastball. I think it's location more than anything else. Uh, the location has been out over the plate, and there's been a few balls, as you mentioned, been hit out over the uh, the fence itself. So for Haney, making his 12 start, he's given up 11 home runs, 
And if you look at uh, overall, though, David, you know, 52 innings for Heaney. He's given up just 43 hits. I remember a pitching coach telling me a long time ago, look at the number of innings that are pitched. Look at the number of hits. And uh, if you've got lower than the uh, the innings pitched in the, in the hits, you're doing a pretty good job. So uh, the hit ratio is not bad, but trying to keep the ball in the ballpark a little bit more. And the ball flies out of this ballpark, too, and it's not the, the, the largest dimensions in baseball either. Today's Dodger game plan is sponsored by California Community Colleges. Create your game plan for life with a college education. Enroll today at ICanGoToCollege.com. I want to ask you a question also, David okay. Bassey, because I know you talked to Freddie Freeman. Freeman had, he had a good weekend in, in one night. Uh, that was last night. You told us yesterday that he did not sleep very well the night before. So have you gotten the update from today? I got great news, Rick. He What's said that? he slept worse last night than he did the night before. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Look so, for a big day so for Freddie. So all Freddy. of a sudden you're turning into a sleep expert. That's right. Okay. I'm monitoring Freddie's sleep habits. Okay. Bad sleep equals four hits and a home run. <laughs> Tim, we'll send it back to you. All right. Thanks, guys. I slept great last night, by the way. Still to come here on Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. We'll get you a preview of today's pitching matchup. Rick will be back with Charlie and get you the keys to the game. But don't go anywhere. Up next, David Vasse goes one-on-one with Clayton Kershaw. It's the Dodgers and Padres on this Sunday afternoon. First pitch at 110. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for L.A. Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Padres wrap up this three-game set from San Diego. Dodgers' magic number to clinch is four. A win today, and they secure a playoff berth. Andrew Heaney, Joe Musgrove, the pitching matchup still to come. Rick and Charlie will get you the keys to the game. We'll also dive deeper into this pitching matchup today. But first, David Vassay. And now, what will likely be Vassay fielding insults from a Dodger player. It's an engagement of endearment. This is High and Tight. It's Sunday Fun Day in San Diego with Clayton Kershaw. Thanks a lot for the time. Appreciate it. Sure. He said I didn't have much of a choice, so here I am. Uh, so is your bandana a hint at your costume? Are you going as Brett Michaels, you know, a rock band legend? I'm not, no. <laughs> I don't think I remember any of your uh, travel day costumes. Do you? Oh, I did uh, I did Zoolander one time. We had a group of three. We had Mugatu and Zoolander and Hansel. That was a good one. That might have been my last one. And then, uh, I can't, is that the, that's the only other time. I can't remember. Yeah. Do you have something up your sleeve today? Yeah, it's not, it's not super creative, but it's like, it's really high quality. Okay. Teamed up with somebody or solo? Yeah, me and TA. Okay, I like that. Two lefties. He's one of those pitchers in the dugout that I see gravitate towards you. And the other night, we saw you talk to Dustin May. I'm not going to say you're old, but your experience have, have been through a lot. What's that role like for you these days? You know, I think as a young guy coming up, um, I, what helped me the most was kind of like a hands-off approach, you know. And I didn't, uh, I didn't necessarily get a lot of like, hey, here's what you need to do. But I think that was a good thing. And so that's what I try to kind of do. Like, I don't tell anybody what they should and shouldn't do. But um, here and there, there's a few things, um, whether it be like pitch selection or like, reading different hitter swings or different things like that that I try and give them if they sometimes guys are like oh that's great thanks and other people blow it off and you know whatever it's great but uh you know there's do there are certain things at times where I try to help with and um you know yeah the other night with D May there's just some things on the field that I was like hey there's here's some things I think might have helped in those situations and 
um, you know, he did a great job getting out of a lot of jams, but he put himself in some jams too. So there's there are some things that he could get better at. But overall, you know, he he got out of big situations, which is which is great. You've told me repeatedly with a right-handed pitcher, there's not a lot you can do. But are you trying to preach, trying to harness the emotions? Um, you know, I, I don't think you need to when it's going good. Uh, if you're an emotional guy on the mound, I think that's great. If you're uh, if things are going great, you know, I think. Uh, I think at times when things aren't going great, um, people kind of feed off your energy out there, whether it be good or bad. So for myself personally, I just try, when something bad happens, try to act like you're the same guy. And um, and some people handle it differently, but you know, I think for me, that's kind of what I do. Try to stay level when it's negative, And then when things are going great, do whatever you want. It's great. I've been anxious to talk to you about the rules changes that were announced a couple of days ago. Yeah. What sticks out to you the most? How do you feel about these drastic changes? Yeah, I don't know, man. I I, uh, I don't know what the politically correct thing to say is. Um, you know, did you see Richie out there doing yeah, his big base thing? Great. I think it's funny, man. I, I don't know. I, I love the game. I, I don't think, you know, if they want to speed up the game, that's great. But if it affects the way I pitch, like... I don't like it. I, I've pitched the same way for a long time. I'm somewhat, you know, average or quick at times, you know, but out of the stretch, I go kind of high out of the stretch. And if there's guys on base in big situations, I need to step off. I'm going to step off, you know, and um, so all that stuff is is not great. I mean, the players didn't agree to it. Right. We all voted against it and the MLB did it anyway. So um, I don't really know. I guess we'll see. Um, everybody's going to have to deal with it the same, which I guess is the only positive. Um, the shift thing is funny to me too. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's great. We're gonna reward guys for not figuring it out, basically. You know, and um, hitting's really hard. I understand that. Um, you know, people are complaining about, oh, that should be a hit. That should be a hit. And I get that. I understand that. But it's not. So, and teams are better at it than others. You know, we do a really great job with our shifts. Some teams are really old school and don't shift, and uh, so we get to take advantage of that. You know, there's a competitive advantage with that. So we're taking that away from teams too. Um, so I guess I'm not a yeah. big proponent of most of them, but you know, at the end of the day, uh, whatever. If I if I'm in the, if I pitch next year, I'll have to deal with it. <laughs> Clayton, is it more about if you want to change the game? There's got to be a philosophical change, not the rules changing. Say that again. A philosophical approach to the game, meaning maybe not rushing pitchers through the minor leagues where they can't throw strikes and rewarding players compensation-wise in a different way. Well, I think that's the biggest thing. I think um, our, our front offices uh, are really smart guys, and they found out what um, wins baseball games. And to them, what wins baseball games, batting average doesn't necessarily matter. Striking out doesn't necessarily matter. And hitting singles isn't really that big of a deal. You know, a single and a walk are the same thing. So if you can find a guy that hits a lot of homers, walks a lot, but happens to strike out, that's a better player than the guy that maybe hits 280 with a bunch of singles and not a lot of slugs. So uh, we reward those guys, um, and that's the way it is. Until the front offices starts paying those guys the same way they pay the guys that hits home runs, uh, guys are going to try to hit home runs. And that's just, that's just the nature of the business. Um, but at the same time, I do feel like this year there has been a little bit more change as far as guys trying to change their approach a little bit. Um, and maybe that's because of the balls are different and not as many home runs are going out. But I do feel like this year there's not quite as many strikeouts and there's a few more balls put in play. And maybe that's a proponent of the dead balls. I don't know. But um, I do feel like this year at least there's a little bit of a trend towards 
like making contact, putting the ball in play a little bit more. I feel like you lead by example. Freddie Freeman leads by example. It's refreshing to see a player that you're describing on the team that cares about batting average, cares about hits, and cares about the moment in the game. Yeah, I mean, Freddie's unbelievable, but it's hard to compare Freddie to like <laughs> to like the average MLB player, right? Freddie's elite. Freddie's one of the top three or four hitters in the game. So we're not trying to – Freddie's not going to change. Freddie's going to do what he's done. He's been super successful. We're talking about the guys that um, – have changed their approach based on what they think will help them make money in this game. So Freddie doesn't need to change. He's an unbelievable player, whether they shift him, don't shift him, whether he hits homers, like he's going to hit 320 and OPS 900 and anybody would want that. We're trying to figure out a way to the average baseball player, the guy that is like a solid everyday big leaguer, but that not might not be an all-star, how to help them. And I do understand that side of it. That makes sense. Before I let you go, you guys are very close to clinching the NL West again. At this stage of your career, how do you feel about this and the, the consistency of winning that you've been part of? You know, someone I was talking to uh, Ellen about that today, actually, as she was dropping me off. She was like, how many, like, you guys are dressing up today, and then you guys might clench and shower yourself with champagne bottles. Like, there's just not that many jobs like that. And I was like, no, you're right. It's awesome. And, uh, you get to be a kid, you know, you get to come play baseball, you get to do all that stuff. And then the winning side of it for me is what makes it so great. So for us to, you know, get to celebrate a national, uh, another division title, whenever that was, you know, next few days, whenever that is, is going to be, it's going to be the best. And I'd say it every year, but it might be my last one. So you just got to enjoy it. You know, you just don't know. And um, it could be somebody's first one on our team this year too. So uh, you should try to make it as special as you can. It doesn't take away from the bigger picture and what we're trying to do, but you're allowed to celebrate when you do something great as a team, and uh, we're going to do that for sure. Well, thanks a lot for the time. Enjoy your Sunday, and uh, hopefully that magic number goes down a little bit more today. How's your wrist? It's solid. Got a little mobility there. Way to go. And ribs? Ribs are a little sore in the morning, Kirsch. All right. Good talk, Dave. Heal up. <laughs> All right. Thanks. All right. Thank you to Clayton Kershaw. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Metro. Celebrating the real MVPs of Los Angeles, our bus operators. Remember to thank your driver. All right, coming up, we're leading you up to first pitch. Dodgers and Padres will dive deeper into this pitching matchup when we come back. I'm Tim Cases, Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Your home for the blue all season long. Dodgers and Padres wrap up this three game series, and it's off to Arizona for the second leg of this West Coast road trip. First pitch coming up at 110. And now, before the Dodgers hit the diamond, we look at the pitching matchup. Presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers, new vehicles like sleek new Camrys are arriving daily at your Toyota dealer. To see all offers or find a dealer near you, visit toyota.com. They make it easy. Andrew Heaney on the mound, 2-2 two and two with the 294 ERA. The 31-year-old left-hander in his first season with the Dodgers, making just his 12th start. Remember, two stents on the IL with left shoulder inflammation last time out. Five and a third inning, six runs, six hits, four home runs, eight strikeouts, and a loss to the Giants. Home runs have been an issue. The last four starts, 10 home runs he's given up, just one home run given up his first six starts before that. He'll face the San Diego Padres for the fourth time in his career. He's 1-0 with a .95 ERA. 
He has struck out 15 batters and walked four. Joe Musgrove on the mound for the Padres, 9-6 and six with a 316 ERA. 29-year-old right-hander from El Cajon in his seventh season in the big leagues, his second with the Padres, making his 26th start. He tossed at least six innings in 20 of his 25 starts, so expect him to go deep. Last time out, four and a third innings, five runs, nine hits, three home runs, and a no decision against the Diamondbacks. He's making his second start against the Dodgers. Struck out 10 on June 30th at Dodger Stadium, one shy of his season high 11. But he took the loss. In fact, in his career against the Dodgers, Joe Musgrove is 0-5 in seven career starts with a 4.19 ERA. So it's Andrew Heaney and Joe Musgrove, the pitching matchup. Dodgers and Padres on this Sunday. We're 15 minutes away from first pitch. Keys to the game are next. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Padres. Andrew Heaney, Joe Musgrove, the pitching matchup. First pitch coming up 110. Dodger fans, when you need the very best care for your child, go to Children's Hospital Los Angeles. Rank number one in California for pediatric care. Find the right doctor at chla.org. All right, before first pitch, let's head back out to the booth at Petco. Final check-in with Rick and Charlie. Guys. On this beautiful Sunday afternoon in San Diego, the rubber game of the three-game series, the Dodgers and the Padres, should the Dodgers win today, they will have completed their eighth consecutive series win against the Padres. Padres are reasonably comfortable in the wild-card race there. Neck and neck with the Phillies for the second and third spot in the National League wild-card race. This afternoon, Joe Musgrove is 26th start of the year, 9-6, and six, a 316 ERA. Andrew Heaney, Roughed up in his last outing, making his 12th start overall, 2-2, two and two, and a 2.94 ERA. Yeah, Heaney against the Giants on Monday at Dodger Stadium. Six runs, went five in a third inning, although he's pitched well against the Padres in three career starts. ERA is 0.95, and if you look at Heaney, uh, I, I think the big deal is to get ahead in the count. There's no question about that. Good off-speed pitch on top of it. The fastball needs to establish that a little bit more consistently today than what he did against the San Francisco Giants. And if you look at Musgrove, one of the things the Dodgers need to do, a couple of things. First of all, Musgrove pitches very aggressively inside, particular to left-handed batters. The other part, too, if you're leading off an inning, get ready for off-speed. He's thrown the off-speed pitch a half of every pitch that he's thrown to a leadoff hitter this year has been off-speed. Musgrove 9-6 and six and a 3.16 ERA. Intimidating until you consider the fact that he is 0-5 and a 4.19 earned run average in seven career starts against the Dodgers. The rubber game of the three-game set. The Dodgers and the Padres from Petco Park. Lineups and first pitch coming up. All right, first pitch is next. I'll have all the postgame when we come back after this game is over. Dodgers win, and the magic number is two. The soonest then they can clinch the division would be on Tuesday in Arizona. Put a cover on the pool. Heads up for all you Diamondbacks personnel. Dodgers are coming to the desert after this one. But first things first, it's the Dodgers and Padres. Rick and Charlie have the call. I'm Tim Cates. It's been Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck on the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. Enjoy the game, everybody.